0: Welcome to the Andrea K show. Looks
1: like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made off money.
0: She's blonde, 5 foot 2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman
2: Welcome to Hour 2 Tonight, Babies. It's Taco Tuesday. Best day of the week, almost. Monday is my favorite day of the week, but Tuesdays we get to hang out with Gary Quackenbush. GQ Law, he always makes me, give me, gives me the giggles with his crazy Gary Quack and the Whack Laws and also gives us the good news we can use. It's always a good time hanging out with Gary Quackenbush. Isn't it DJ Potato Skins? How are you doing, AK? Well, I'm. Well, thank you. I'm a little warm. It's a little toasty here in San Diego County. At least it's not as hot and as not as humid as it was in Cabo over the weekend. And my hair's not quite so freaked out. Um, But yeah, it's a little toasty here. But and and at least we don't have the hurricane bearing down on us like they do in Florida.
1: Um, All that. It's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. It's always good, no matter where you vacation. Coming home to San Diego ain't
2: that bad. <laughs> no, it's, it's really not.
1: <laughs> yeah. In fact, so we're, up it, it, in, we're up in Portland. Well, because I have a son that lives in Vancouver, Washington, which is over the other side of the river from Portland. Mm-hmm. And Vancouver is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's clean. It's nice. It's, you know, near the water and you go into poor Portland. Oh, oh. my gosh. Poor Portland. What they do? It's such an incredible, beautiful city and the environment, and all that stuff around. And, and you're near the water and the port. And it's just so busy awesome and it is destroyed
2: is it really i haven't been up i haven't been up oh. in the pacific northwest in years but oh. last time i was up there i was up there in the early 2000s and yeah. it was pristine i mean seattle was tacoma portland i was working that whole area and they didn't have the homeless problem they didn't have the filth in the streets it's yeah. just been it's just been completely ruined and it is it's so bad. beautiful up there
1: yeah no, they, and that's, you know, that's what we're headed for in San Diego for not careful. And it's mm-hmm. like they just, they made it, you know, they, the governor up there basically said, you know, don't, don't pick out the homeless, let them stay where they want. And it's, I mean, the homeless problem is a big problem. It's a big deal. And it's, and I'm not, you know, it's just that rather than taking care of it, you just dump it on the city streets and the city's just really hurting. I mean, there's graffiti and tents and burned burned out things just everywhere. It's, it's it's the sad thing is you go downtown Portland and it doesn't feel safe. You have to park in, you know, guarded pay parking lots. You don't want to park on the street. There's a lot of people just kind of prowling the streets. It's sad. It really is because Portland is a beautiful place. Went to the Portland Zoo Incredible, Absolutely. Second to San Diego, it's gorgeous. You know, the weather was really, really warm for up there, mm-hmm. you know, you know, 92, 93. So just warm all over the place. But
2: wow. Like, yeah. um, yeah, Wow. Yeah. When I was down in Cabo, there was lots of people there from like Houston, from uh, Georgia, Atlanta. And I'm like, sure. what are y'all doing here? I would have thought you'd go someplace a little bit cooler. You know, they're like, "Ah, oh, we're used to it. And I'm like, they're like, but at least you get, because I was, you know, the humidity was killing me. It was like being on the, on the, on the bayou instead of on the beach. Beach. And um, I was like, I guess I'm probably the only one that's going to enjoy the w- in weather more at home than on my vacation, <laughs>
1: right? It's true. It, it Because we just don't have the humidity. We have just enough to make it so your skin doesn't super dry out. Yeah, but yeah, it's not. It, mm-hmm. That's the thing. You know, we we've been down to, to Cabo and the you know and over on the Yucatan and all that stuff in the Riviera Maya, and it's like you get you know 90 degrees there and 90 percent humidity. It just it's Stifling, yeah, like yeah. it is. It's
2: it is beautiful,
1: and it's obvious why it's green. But yeah, crazy. Do you
2: got any wacky laws for us this week for us to laugh about? So,
1: so I decided to go after Arizona, the start of Nevada, <laughs> because I'm tired of the California ones. All the California wacky laws are, you know the the um, in the last so in this last term in California, we passed 1,200 new laws, and a thousand of them were signed were signed by um, Newscom. Real, a, a thousand. A thousand laws are signed into law by Newscom, and they're and and, and weird, weird stuff. I mean, I was looking at some additional. Okay, I don't want to talk about that on the radio. It's just weird stuff, like wow. you know, just every little law trying to control this behavior and do that, and you can't say this, you can't say that, And you're not allowed to do this, and I mean, really, we're going like Jews. We're you know, it's going back to the law of Moses. That's what Newscombe would want. He'd want the law of newscomb. That's what he would want. (laughs) The law of (laughs) newscomb. I just can't imagine if he got on the presidential ticket. Yeah. That would just be, it would be really sad.
2: He's truly a wannabe dictator. But what did you find in Arizona the weekend? Let's laugh at the Zonies.
1: Okay. So on the Las Vegas Strip, specifically what happened is uh, Las Vegas is trying to clean clean up the town, right? Which Mm -hmm. is really cool. So they made an anti-profanity law. And so it is illegal to swear on the Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> Just so you know that when you're there.
2: Does that include the hookers walking up and down the Strip? So we can we can have drug deals happening on the Strip. We can have hookers walking up and down as long as they don't say any cuss words. Okay, Vegas. Exactly.
1: Exactly. You can't use bad words. You can say, would you like to, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It was just so dumb. And so, they yeah, okay, cats find a law, take a strip. to clean it up. That's one of the ones. And then the other one was, and they came up with a whole series of laws on what, what activities you can't participate. They'll go there. What activities you can't participate in on the strip. And specifically, one of them was hula hoop that exceeds 48, 48 inches in diameter. So you, you can do a little hula hoop, you just can't do a big one. I mean, let really regulate the heck out of this. Funny. We're so lost <laughs> as
2: a country. We've got a hula hoop regulations going on. I
1: mean, it's just... Oh, it's just so funny. Yeah, you can't... Uh, on Fremont Street, there's a thing called the Fremont Street Experience, and you're not allowed to use hula hoops. I know. Oh, it just... <laughs> I, I just, it seems like there's more. You know what I think is happening? is people are distracted, they're going like, oh, we don't want to deal with the homeless thing because that's just too, too many people are involved. Let's spend our time making all kinds of other little laws. I know the other day I was down there and this person had this enormous <laughs> hula hoop and she was out there swinging those hips, banging into people. I want to make that illegal. Thank you I for the visual. So Thank you for the visual. <laughs> <laughs> bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it.
2: <laughs> oh goodness! How do I how do I segue from that into news you can use? I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with that. I'm imagining Lizzo. I'm imagining Lizzo with a hula hoop, by the way, just so you know. Oh gosh! It's a hula. I'm sorry. It's a hula
1: hoop that's four feet in diameter. It could. It would be a very large person <laughs> oh, oh, anyway, um, so the, the what uh, what I want to have people understand, okay, when you are chosen to be the successor trustee of your parents oh, nice segue by home. the way,
2: nice segue from
1: the hula hoop too <laughs> well, because you, you don't it's like okay, here it is. I'm standing on Fremont Boulevard. I'm having a good time. There's this, you know, Fremont Street you know, <laughs> gathering, and I'm out there going, I love the hula hoop. So I whip out my hula hoop, and I'm dancing away. I got one, I got two. <laughs> I'm really having a good time. And some guy walks up and says, excuse me, sir, you are under arrest. Here's two more hoops. Put your wrists out in front of you. Boom, boom. Yeah. I'm going to jail. Okay. Okay. I had no idea that hula hooping, I thought it was an easy thing. I could do it anywhere. So <clears throat> you have these people that, oh, Dad named me as the successor trustee of his trust. He passed away a couple of years ago. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang on to the stuff. My brothers and sisters, they can just trust me. I'm gonna take care of the rental, I'm gonna move the investments where I want because I've got my money. I'm a good guy, I'm doing this thing. And then all of a sudden, he gets a notification that says, Dear Mr. Successor Trustee, I have been retained by your brother and sister, and they would like an accounting, which you have failed to provide at their request. Over the last two years, and I want it to be precise in probate format, and I want it within 60 days. Or we will petition the court to have you removed as the successor trustee and surcharged for all the loss on the crappy investments you've been making. And we're going to have you charged for my fees. We'll see in 60 days. Happens all the time. There are law firms now that are cropping up. Unfortunately, now in our little San Diego, it's happening too. Law firms that all they do is that's what they're doing is they're looking to see if the if there's a beneficiary out there that's going. I didn't get my money. Oh well, then let's go after your trustee because he is sitting on a million dollars. So we know where we can get our attorney fees. Let's go. So, successor trustees. What I'm finding, Andrea, is they are crazy for trying to do it themselves, thinking. My dad said I should do it. I'm the successor trustee. My brother and sisters just going to have to deal with me later. I'm going to do the best I can. And I say no, no, and no. I, in fact, I was talking to a lady today. Um, uh, what was it? Oh, over a probate accounting. So uh, uh, basically, we have somebody that provided us with a, a QuickBooks account. I mean, literally, it is to the penny of everything the trustee has spent. Wow. Um, you know, I, I mean, really incredible. And it is not acceptable in probate court. And Why? so the argument was, that's insane. Because the California probate code requires a very specific format. It's not just keeping track of pennies. It's the specific format on how it's laid out and what the summary sheets look like and what the schedule so that a judge can go, well, I know on Schedule A it's supposed to be this and B it's supposed to be this. It's not supposed to look like books from a company, you know, like a Oh, a gotcha. Oh, gotcha.
2: Stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so – that people do it and you turn into, you know, so the attorney says, I want accounting and you ship that accounting to them. It's a QuickBooks accounting, whatever. And they go, sorry, that's not the right amount. I'm going to court because you don't know what you're doing. So you've got to know what you're doing. when You're handling other people's money. I just, that's my warning. You're acting as a fiduciary like it or not. You're a fiduciary. You're not a professional fiduciary, but you are now. And you're held to that same standard. They don't say, Oh, but she doesn't know what she's doing. No. The judge says, if you don't know what you're doing, sweetie, you got to get somebody to do it for you or coach you because you're doing it wrong, and that's surchargeable. So and if it's, there's money that's lost—
2: So are you saying—excuse me for interrupting. We've got about 30 seconds yeah. before we need to take a break, and you're going to have to hold yeah. over. Are you saying are, You know that it, it sounds to me like it's a risky proposition to accept being a successful trustee? I wouldn't want to do it. Given the fiduciary responsibility and that that I and that we've got some predatory firms out there that are just looking around to see, you know, who they can who, who, what successor trustee they can hit with with, you know, demands. We're scaring me uh, and, and anybody else who might be thinking about uh, accepting the role of successor trustee.
1: Well, if you don't know the rules about hula hooping in Las Vegas, you better not hula hoop because you could get, like, arrested for it. It is a crime. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know the rules about being a successor, trustee, don't try it. Because if you think about it, Andrea, what you're being asked to do is you have a person's money, everything they have, their house, their car, their bank account, their investment accounts, everything, all their money of this person that has passed away, and you are now put in charge of all that money, as a fiduciary and you have to deal with it appropriately according to the California Probate Code and get it to where it's supposed to go. It's not an easy task and people think it's just a matter of, okay, beneficiaries, one, two, three, add up the money, divided by three handout checks. That's not the case. And what happens is people don't know what they're doing. So instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be a successor trustee, I say, look in the California law and the California law says, if you are not competent as a successor trustee, meaning you don't know how to be a fiduciary, then you have a duty under California law to delegate your responsibility. So you you hire an attorney that knows what they're doing to help you with the trust administration. You hire a tax professional because you're not allowed to prepare a tax return for a trust. I don't care whether you know, know how to or not. The person has died you can't get written permission from your parent. You can't do the tax return for the trust. If you're not an accountant or a bookkeeper where you know how to do accounting professionally, technically you're not qualified. You cannot invest money on behalf of the trust because you are not a, a, a financial advisor. So you have to get your people in mind. So it's not a hard job if you have the right people. You know, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of things going on, but if you have the right people, you get the right team, who's going to fight you? Mm-hmm. you know, so your brother, sister, fiduciary or beneficiary, they're a little annoyed and they hire an attorney. I mean, I had that happen with me. We have one huge, big fight. We're going on it's a law firm in San Diego thinks they're pretty hot stuff. And it was like, they, you know, I, I had my financial fiduciary respond to the guy and the guy was, he was incredibly knew everything. He knew everything they need to know because I hire advisors. When I'm out of my area of perfect expertise. So, as you a successor trustee, it's your obligation to make sure you've got the right professionals helping you out. Just don't do it on your own. Don't risk no. it. It's just not worth it. Get right. it done right. Get it done right. And that means get it done with GQ. Right? Absolutely. GQ Law. Happy to do it.
2: Tell everybody how to get a hold of you.
1: GQLaw.com.
2: Because you got answers for me about whether or not I, I can I can uh, uh, hoop a hula on the Fremont Street experience, or or what I need to do if I got a business and I want to make sure my peeps are protected. You're the man with the you answers. Got it. All right, dear. We'll Absolutely. see you next week. All okay, right. Okay.
1: Thanks, okay. Bye. Take it easy.
0: AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I think we need to start doing some uh, like wellness and some health segments on the show. It's something that, believe it or not, as much as I talk about food and desserts and all that kind of stuff, I do try to live healthy. I try to eat, you know, um, some some low carb when I can, and you know, uh, not when I can, but I try to I try to cut out the bad carbs. I try to eat my fruits and veggies. I try to live a healthy life. And lately, um, and I believe that it, I don't believe in good foods or bad foods. I think that you know some foods are better, and the reason why I don't demonize any food is because they. And if I say that I can never eat this, then uh, that's the food I'm going to obsess over and then I'm going to eat too much of it. I believe in moderation and you can work anything into your diet as long as you eat healthy most of the time and work out and get lots of rest. But lately there's been this whole movement on, there's been kind of two cultural movements I think when, in, in this country. One is when it comes to being in shape, everybody's into fasting. Then we got another part of the country to where it's like celebrating and encouraging obesity, which was the number one comorbidity uh, that the, that the majority of people died with COVID were not just elderly, but they had obesity and type 2 diabetes. So there's that So let's talk I want to first talk about Being healthy And on the healthy tip Because I've been watching All these people Doing this fasting I started following Some places some, Some different peeps on Insta and YouTube who are all about the fasting. And evidently, there's like 95 different ways you can fast. There's the intermittent fasting, and then there's fasting for women, and then there's... I mean, all fasting means that you go a period of time without eating. The word breakfast literally means breaking your fast, right? So I started looking into this fasting business, and I'm like... And I've tried it, and to me, I was telling, telling my man sticks before the show. I mean, by the time I'm into like hour 11 since I had dinner the night before... I'm ready to start gnawing on one of Gator's feet, okay? Because I am that hungry. So then, Sticks lays it on me that right now you're in the middle of a what?
3: A a three-day fast. So I'm on day
0: two.
2: You're on day two. Okay. So now there's different there's different types of fasting. Some people say that when you're fasting, it doesn't mean that you can't have coffee. It doesn't mean that you can't have certain liquids. What kind of actual three-day fast are you
3: on? So mine is just no calories so I, I can drink coffee, water, and tea okay. I can add some lemon and stuff to that too, but um mine is just kind of um you know i'm i'm a, a producer here, and I hear a lot of shows and especially on our sister' station K praise talking about fasting and mm-hmm. the importance of fasting um and I've never done a three day i've done a a, a one day <laughs> but uh it's it's a, I've done a twelve hour <laughs> it's, it's a way to it's a way to challenge myself. Um, to kind of And I, I don't feel like weak or anything I'm A little like lightheaded maybe Okay
2: let's be honest Okay so when was the last time you ate a real meal And were you like somebody on You know like a dead man walking on his way to the chair Who got his last meal And so it was like Bucket of ribs Side of beef what, what were we talking here for your last meal Before you started the fast
3: No, my last meal was Sunday When I was uh, out at the bike show And uh,
2: Sunday? It's like Tuesday know. evening
3: Yeah, well this is uh, That's why I'm working on uh, The, uh, the three day fast I'm fasting Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday So my last okay, meal so. was Sunday evening uh, right. We had uh, tacos there at the um, bike show So tacos Solid and choice. chips and some other stuff too But I didn't like okay. shove it in Because I knew I was fasting I just had a regular meal and then I just said, OK, on Monday. And uh, it's just it's funny because we spend so much time thinking about food and preparing food that when you do go on a fast, you do end up having a lot more time on your hands. But
2: <laughs> well, I wouldn't because then I would be obsessing over food even more. <laughs> I mean, I would be living on following my Instagram accounts. I mean, uh, you know, so so OK. So when did the, the hunger hit you? Uh,
3: Monday, if, Monday, of course, was the hardest um, breakfast and lunch. Uh, was, I was so hungry, but then it kind of after the missing the two meals i, I didn't i wasn 't hungry really too much anymore, and it 's weird i 'm not hungry right now i mean I can, really? yeah it's strange, isn't it 's <laughs> strange isn 't it you think i 'd be like starving by now, but no i 'm not really hungry you know I have a lot of fat reserves, so <laughs> I think my body is just <laughs> Using that there was, do you remember that? So
2: now you're in official ketosis, right?
3: Yes. There was a show, you know, my 600 pound life or wife or something like that. And the lady goes to the doctor and he he was a Eastern Indian doctor and he kind of had a weird voice. And she she was you know at the clinic or whatever, and she goes, oh, I'm so hungry, I'm just really hungry. I haven't eaten anything all day. I, I, you know, so, my blood sugar. And he, he goes, You can lose a you you can miss a few meals. It's okay. You, you, you are fine. You will not die. You can you are okay. And she's like, I'm really hungry. And then he goes, No, I'm oh, from your you know stature, and I can see you'll be okay not eating for quite some time. So, <laughs> so um, I don't. Honestly, I don't recommend it if you don't talk to your doctor ahead of time because it right. could mess with your blood. Yeah, we're sugar. not giving
2: dietary, We're getting, no. not giving diet nutrition no. advice here on the so, Andrea. So K-Shop. don't
3: do it without talking to your doctor ahead of time because, especially if you have uh, blood pressure issues or uh, yeah. insulin issues and stuff like that, it can really screw you up. So I'm just yeah. doing it to cleanse because I'm not a healthy eater. I feel every once in a while I'll do a one day fast just to cleanse mm-hmm. kind of all that yeah. junk that's in there. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. I got it, it'll one more day. We'll see how you can check back in on me tomorrow. Uh,
2: yeah, I will for sure. And then I I, I applaud your willpower. I put var, I would have probably already you know been at a, a at a donut drive through somewhere in the middle of the night if, if any of them are open twenty four hours. Um, yeah, cause I just, yeah, that's, although I don't know, maybe, maybe you get past, maybe if I ever got past a certain point, I'd be able to dig it. Um, I just, uh, so I, I'm, I'm fasting curious, so we'll continue to look at that. What do you think of the chick's? And all the, the culture going on in the country to where it is, it's not just about being curvy anymore. It's about full on Lizzo level obesity being celebrated in this
3: country. Well, it's very interesting how we obesity and everything has come. It's come so far and then it's kind of regressed and then, you know, be proud of your body. Well, it. it, it you can be proud of your body and still eat healthy. Not everybody has the same metabolism. So if you're big, you know, and, and, you, and you still exercise and eat well, well, you're, that's healthy to you. But to purposely well, be a, big and not yeah. exercise and certain cultures like body parts bigger than others. So then they try to do stuff to make that big. Um, mm-hmm. It's not good. And, and actually for males... The thing about being big and eating stuff, that's kind of been ingrained into us when we're little that it, it's a macho thing. You know, can you eat? Yeah. Can you finish your whole plate? Can you get a third? Can you choke down a 32 ounce steak? You know, and yeah. I, I see it in my nephew. Sometimes he'll look at me. and goes, oh, and look how much I can eat. And he will shove it in or some kind of thing. And I remember yeah. as a kid, you know, eating contests and, you know, how man, yeah. it was kind of associated with like manliness. But now I yeah, have—he kind of the- is. Yeah.
2: Kind of like the Hungry Man Dinners or, you know, there was this show on Food Network, I think it was, where the guy would go around and these monster meals and he'd eat it. And it was kind of like Gladiator. It was like Thunderdome. And man Everybody's versus cheering meal. cheering him on. Man versus meal. Or man versus you know? food, I
3: think actually it was.
2: Yeah. It wasn't woman versus food. I mean, this. so you're right. I mean, there's like uh, every once in a while you would see a show like that. or You go into a restaurant. Uh, Broken Yolk in Pacific Beach has a wall, pictures of people. They've got this really mondo meal. Every once in a while. Skin Oh, did he? Skin's
3: tried the 12 egg omelet from Broken Yolk, but he says. How
2: in the world did that dude think he was going to get that omelet down?
3: Well, I mean. He he said that. Well, also, you get uh, like two biscuits. Home fries and something else with it. And he said the worst part is like halfway through the eggs are all cold. So so he didn't make that. He did complete the whale tail challenge at Shakespeare's.
2: Okay. And his his,
3: his advice to anybody, because he tried it once and failed because the fried fish tore up the roof of his mouth, like all that batter. Yeah. So the second time he mashed the peas on top of the breading, and that's how he was able to finish the whale tail
2: strategy. Challenge. Strategy. strategic Pete. Yeah. Strategy. Well, the problem that, uh, you know, it, it, I didn't think it was any coincidence— that in a time of which uh, COVID was was at its height and record numbers of deaths, that you could go into a strip club but you couldn't go into a gym and work out. Yeah, we everybody healthy people were locked into their homes and healthy people were tested all day every day. That was all by design. We uh, you know last hour we had Dr. Pierre Corion on talking about the war on ivermectin. There's also and, and it's all about big pharma and making money from big pharma and the bigger that they can make Americans, the bigger they can encourage us to be. And, and, and look, and I'm not telling never not everybody Everybody's meant to be stick thin. Not everybody's meant to be a waif, right? But I think sticks is right and that it should be what you're intended to be. And that and, and God did not intend we're supposed to treat our bodies like a temple. That that you know, we're not intended it, it's not treating your body like a temple to just eat crap all day long and overeat and overindulge and have no moderation until you, if you were 600 pounds, it is your, your behaviors that got you there. Almost nobody comes out of the womb designed by God to be 400 pounds. That is behavior. Some women, and, and here's how you can know that there's pictures as this topic is becoming more and more, you know, relevant and more and more, and more people are talking about it. You can Google pictures of beaches in the seventies in this country. Country and not find one obese person on the beach of thousands of people on the beach. It's being it's our culture has been changed by the, the by the by design, by those who have a stake and making us drug dependent food, sub, substance dependent. And that includes food and that includes drugs and that includes, um, you know, um variety of different, whether it's, you know, our devices now.
0: Well, if you think
2: about
3: the people that sell food, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you think about the people that sell food, there's actually an academy somewhere or some kind of research facility where that's all they do is to figure out how Mm -hmm. to get people to eat more food. That's why all the fast foods have the color red and yellow that entices eating. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. And they, if you think of any fast food, every fast food has red. Every yeah. fast food has red, and, and that's to entice you to eat. I don't know how that correlates. But then also they do studies where they put these goggles on your, on your eyes, and they see where people look at the menu first. And mm-hmm. so now, if you've noticed, a lot of menus have the appetizers towards down the bottom because they don't want people to go, oh, I'm just going to order a couple appetizers. So there's, they're spending billions of dollars to figure out how to get people to eat more.
2: Yeah. And, and if you're a restaurant owner, it, that puts money in your pocket for the U.S. government, why would the CDC? uh tell healthy people as when we've got a virus going around when they know that the cause of the virus has to do uh with the cause of the deaths has to do with comorbidities would they intentionally game plan it to be uh shutting down gyms and and encouraging people to to stay at home and eat and gain the covid 10 uh fat liberation is all the rage and we're going to talk about that we're going to take a break and we're going to continue this discussion by talking about uh, the branding and corporation. Where woke intersects with the U.S. government and fat liberation when we come back.
0: A.K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, we were talking about culture in wellness and health and body positivity in the last segment uh, because when you look at the... the fact that the Democrats and the left in this country and the cultural Marxists are seeking to destroy us from within, and they've got to do that. The way that they were going to get communism over on us, right, is through uh, culture. Politics is downstream from culture, right? And Ronald Reagan said back in 1964 that the way that the communists and socialists would get over on us in America would, through, would be through our health care system. And he was absolutely correct. And that doesn't just mean Obamacare and how the insurance companies and, and our medical care is all you know controlled and regulated by the government, but also extends into how they influence our behaviors that make us unhealthy. Like we've already talked about with COVID, when they were literally encouraging, they knew locking healthy people in their homes, taking kids out of school. They knew what would end up happening and they saw it happen and they continue to make it happen, which is people locked in their homes, not active, not getting outside, not getting any fresh air. They knew vitamin D was also, uh, lack of vitamin D was also number one of the leading causes of comorbidity that caused death in COVID. So lock people in their homes, not let them get any fresh air. Don't let them go to the gym and work out. They knew the people were overindulging in alcohol and in drugs right? All by design. And all that did was make people more susceptible, more needy on medical care, more needy on big pharma, which is where the big money is, right? And of course, in the culture, women are like, oh, great. You know, um, I don't have to work out. I get to wear a bikini, even though I'm not a size two or a size four or a size six. We've got the Lizzo's of the world. Lizzo recently threatened to leave the music community because she, she because people were mocking her and telling her that she wasn't Uh, you know, all that in a thong. Okay. I think Lizzo is absolutely beautiful, but Lizzo has no business in a thong. And when it comes to your health as a woman and during COVID Cosmopolitan magazine, these magazines were showing pictures of Lizzo level obesity and actually claiming it was healthy. That is not healthy. Those are women that are going to eventually have to have two knee replacements, hip replacements. And when it comes to women, heart disease, COVID never even got close to being the number one killer in this country, even with them cooking the books. The number one killer in this country is heart disease. And when a woman carries an extra 10 pounds in her midsection, it increases her chance of heart disease and death by an incremental 10 percent. So if you're 50 pounds overweight, what does that tell you? This is a death sentence that culturally is being is being encouraged in this country. So Dove, makers of soap and Dove and the, you know who Dove is, they have hired Black Lives Matter activist uh Zaina Bryant uh who uh they've hired her To promote quote fat liberation Bryant claims that she is quote committed to Keeping the voices of marginalized people Such as black indigenous and latinx People who exist in fat Bodies at the forefront of our Visions for liberation and change Well first of all let me start with If you're if you're supposed to be all about Fat liberation why can't everybody be Liberated so white women are supposed to Be okay with with being fat shamed According to you they're not allowed to be liberated In their fat bodies only black Indigenous and latinx people what about Asian people. Hmm. Interesting. So now we've even got discrimination and segregation in fat liberation. She goes on to say, my belief is that we should be centering the voices and experiences of the most marginalized people and communities at all times. So when I think about what fat liberation looks like to me it looks like centering the voices through spaces and institutions in a fat body I don't even know what that means sticks I have maneuver no through spaces I guess what it means is uh, you know trying to uh, physically <laughs> they get in stuck places trying to move mm. around well that we can't help you with that slap some grease on it if you if, if you get stuck in a fence you know it's not up to liberate us <laughs> to liberate you from that situation and you know what don't be coming criticizing me because let me tell you we need to bring back shaming in this country. We need to not let women think. I was down in Cabo recently and I was absolutely disgusted by the twerking and the the, the cultural Crap. The degradation of women, women degrading themselves, gyrating around in disgusting manner and disgusting displays. And then on top of it, when they're 400 pounds and they're doing it in a thong bikini, ain't nobody wanting to witness that. Oh my gosh, there was this wood contest. (laughs) Oh dear. So they, so they bring the pr- woman, and of course it's only women doing this. Men, ain't, men are not going to get involved in this nonsense. This is down in Cabo. So, uh, and only about three women, agree, you know, out of the hundreds that were there, only about three women got up to, to degrade themselves in this manner, thank goodness. But one goes up and she's got to do a little dance acting all sexy. Then she's got to get on, uh, onto, uh, a paddle board that's in the big swimming pool and try to do some dance moves. <laughs> Well, the first little girl who looked like she weighed about 10 ounces, did her little dance in a, in, a, in a decent bikini, looked all cute, got up on the paddleboard, did her little thing, got lots of applause. And then here comes Holly Heffer. <laughs> Holly Heffer comes out doing her twerking thing in about 300, and I kid you not, at least 300 pounds in a thong, twerking all around on the side of the swimming pool. Then she decides to go get and jump on top of the paddleboard. Sticks, can you predict what happened with that paddleboard?
3: I'm thinking it went flying or shot out there <laughs> hit hit the d j the, the
2: <laughs> it didn't go flying out the pool but it but let's just say she she sank like a stone, okay right to the bottom <laughs> 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 oh buddy, and you know what. Shame on the audience for applauding her for that. She needed to have to slink out. She needed to be shamed like somebody that walks all the way up, get, gets gets out on the on the dive board and then doesn't want to dive and then has to crawl back out and be all embarrassed because they were too scared to jump off the diving board and be all shamed from it. That, you know, that's what needed to happen.
3: So I want to know, what did you win?
2: But <laughs> I'm Good one, man. Good one, my dude. No, there was never a day in which AK would have. Kind of like when I went to Mardi Gras. Okay, I went to the family section. AK never flashed her her, her tatas at anybody. AK always keeps it classy. Um, but I can I can be I can be quite entertained, though, by those that decide to degrade themselves. But this whole fat liberation thing um, is just, you're not liberated. You're medically risking your life and your future. You don't look good. Nobody, there's no, even Lizzo, and I absolutely think she's beautiful. Her body does not look good. And that's just the truth and the reality. And more importantly... She's probably going to, if you watch those shows, My 400-Pound Life or whatever, they don't live long. They just don't. So we need to stop encouraging that. One of the things that's different, too, is portion sizes. Did I mention earlier that kids' meal sizes, the portions, not just have the prices gone up like I talked about it last hour, but I saw a study that most kid meal portions are what adults used to eat back in the day. So there's that. All right. We're going to switch gears because I've talked about fat people long enough. Um, I want to hear from you, though. 888, not 888, 844 Five two two seven eight four four eight one four five two two seven, 814 Or email me At Show.com. We're going to take a break But don't you go anywhere Hunter Biden has sued somebody Who has Hunter Biden had the gall to sue We're going to talk about that when we come back
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is Andrea K. On The Answer San Diego
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. How about a little good news going on in San Diego? Yeah, I'm not sure if you're going to believe this, Sticks. I think, was it last night we were talking about how in North Park in San Diego, they've got a condo uh, or apartment building with 94 units and only 13 parking spaces? Uh Uh-huh. That's crazy. Um, Yeah, that's just crazy. Well, there's a new report out now that um, San Diego has become the most competitive rental market in Southern California for the first time in years. How in the world are we competitive? Can it be more expensive for a one-bedroom apartment up in Orange County? That's
3: crazy. It is. Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, why well, Everything's it, it, more expensive here. I don't get it. Gas, everything.
2: From over 130 markets across the country to determine the nation's hot, hottest rental spots from April to June of this year, this was a Rent Cafe, um, there's a cool-down going on. Uh, across the country. Meanwhile, San Diego's competitiveness in the rental market increased, surpassing Orange County for the first time in two years. The two areas ranked 18th and 19th, respectively, as the business markets uh, uh, this year um, of all the metros analyzed. Um, I'm not sure I'm understanding this. How is it competitive, meaning that if you're renting out, you can charge more? That's not not good news. That's not good news for anybody. See, I'm a victim of a clickbait here because they're trying to make it seem like like oh, San Diego's gone competitive. Competitive to me means that rents are dropping because uh, they're having to compete for renters. That's what I mean by competitive. Not like this, uh, but I, you know what? Democrat out of Sacramento wrote this article. These are the same people that want to tell us that that when Joe Biden falls off a bike and gets up, it's proof that he's in good health. These are now people trying to convince us that the fact that San Diego rents are sky high and nobody can afford to live here is a Yahoo moment. We're competitive with the rest of the state. Oh, congratulations. People can't afford to live here. Yeah. The insanity is crazy uh, here in California. In fact, it's so crazy that uh, we're about to get into fire season, which is a very, very dangerous time for us. Some years are far worse than others. A few years ago, there were fires literally all over Southern California. And immediately, you know that climate change is always blamed, even though the fact that the Mulholland fire that burned a a good—some— uh, High-profile celebrity homes in Bel Air in uh, November of 2017 was started by uh, uh, homeless encampments. I think two encampments. Most of the fires that season were started by homeless encampments, and they were able to gain steam and burn through large swaths of, of California because of the U.S. government, the federal uh, government, and the state government here refusing to do things like deforestation. So they wait. So we've got they wait until it's fall. We it's 90 degrees in fall at times with the Santa Ana's blowing and whole hillsides and mountains covered in kindling, and then a match gets thrown, and you know, climate change. The state of California has actually sued five oil and gas companies and their lobby arms, blaming them for. The, when neighborhoods have burned down blaming them and actually wanting money back from them I want you to listen to California Attorney General saying that he actually wants repatriation of money in the form of some account from these companies sticks if you can play that clip
1: we're looking for a an abatement fund which is payment by the te- the big oil companies to pay for the damage that they created it's simple they're responsible for their actions they should pay for the damage they created they have uh, put, stuck the bill with Californians to pay for lost homes, increased insurance, lost farms, health and and, and risks and, and, and greater costs to their health insurance. Californians shouldn't pay that. They should pay it because they created it. So it's an abatement fund to the tune of tens of billions of dollars uh, to pay for um, abatement, mitigation uh, and an adaptation. <sighs>
2: They created it. Well, if it's fossil fuels, I think it was the dinosaurs that created it. Those that tapped into it, who loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly, those that, those that discovered it were able to refine it and able to power the world, like the U.S. military. In regards to any fallout, any devastation from it, when it comes to the fires or, or, or if it comes to flooding or if it comes to hurricanes, those are natural disasters and they don't have anything to do with climate change. If uh, a, a, an electric company, like in Hawaii, Leaves the power on, knowing high winds can can take down live power lines that are then going to spark fires. That's not the fault of any oil or gas company. It's insane to do this. But what they're trying to do is they want to inflict as much pain as possible on these companies, make them go broke, all to usher in. Their green energy boondoggle deals, which are really about ushering in control of us, which is why they're building apartment complexes in San Diego with no parking spaces. It's why they're they're dictating uh, uh, the mandating electric vehicles by by uh, just a few years from now, when there's not enough power anywhere to, to to power up these these vehicles, and while at the same time they literally want to ban gas generators. So if the power has to come down, particularly, and you hope it goes down, if they haven't de- you know done any deforestation, you now can't even use gas to power your home, to to, to heat it, to cook a meal, to feed your kids. It's literal insanity going on in this country. Speaking of insane and lawsuits, Hunter Biden has filed a lawsuit against the federal government, and one of the whistleblowers had a dead-on, balls-on accurate response to this lawsuit. Uh, Sticks, if you can find that clip of the IRS whistleblower.
0: You're now, and your agency is being sued by Hunter Biden. When you heard about that lawsuit, what went through your mind? Yeah, I think that the Biden family attorneys have given up on arguing the facts anymore um, and now have decided their best defense is to muzzle us and intimidate us. And it's not going to work. We're 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 not we won't be muzzled um, and and we're not going to distract from the, the mounds of evidence that are coming forward to the House Ways and Means Committee. It's exactly what it is.